This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. I'm Wong Xiaoning and this is The Breakfast Grill. When we fly, we take note of the airline, the crew, the plane, but very seldom do we pay attention to how bags are loaded on and off the plane unless it goes missing, the maintenance of it, and even how they are refueled. In fact, there are as many as 12 categories for ground handling that are essential in the aviation industry and we speak to one such player, Ground Team Red. Their CEO, Mustafa Abdullah, joins us to tell us what is GTR's strategy for growth, the competition, and are there monetization plans for this company? Thank you for joining us. Now, I don't normally start this way, but I am intrigued by your move to GTR in May this year because you were CEO of Dinata, which is one of the larger ground handling companies in Singapore. So why move here? Was there such an amazing sign-on bonus that you could not say no to? Well, thank you very much for the invite. Um, unfortunately, I, I wouldn't say it's because of the sign-on bonus. But I think I look at it as a growth opportunity because I think in Singapore, I was running ground handling, cargo and catering business, but it's only running from one airport. Mm. But coming over to GTR, it's across Malaysia, 16 airports and still running GTR in Singapore as well. So that's 17 airports compared to running one airport. And that's my main attraction coming to Malaysia. So what has been the KPI set for you? Because I'm sure there are high standards that come with a high pay. Well, <laughs> I'm not so sure pay. about the high pay though. <laughs> but um, well, I think one of the KPIs set for me is to turn around the business. Um, um, I mean, if you look at it in the food chain, I mean, the airlines have been announcing bumper profits last year. But the ground handling business, as IATA published, is still struggling mm. because of the high cost, the manpower cost, the equipment cost, and refreshing our equipment as well to support the airline's growth. So one of my KPIs is to turn around this business, make sure it's profitable, back to generating cash, and delivering the services that passengers pay for, ultimately. Okay, we'll get to many of those points in a moment, but let's take a step back because GTR, let's introduce it. It's a joint venture with SETS of Singapore and Capital A. Uh, they both hold a 50% stake. Of course, SETS is this 3.8 billion Singapore dollar company involved in food and gateway services, 80% market share in Singapore. Now, Capital A, of course, very different, one third uh, in terms of market cap size and a PN17 company. So both very different companies. But who calls the shots? Well, ultimately, it's a, it's a collaboration between two great companies. If you look mm. at it, Air Asia, everybody knows Air Asia. Um, the 14 consecutive time of being the world's best low-cost carrier. And sets um, probably the largest cargo and ground handler in the world now after the acquisition of WFS. So it's a marriage between two companies. And I think, in a way, we find our own unique way of collaborating. While the airlines still focus on growing the airlines and the ground handler and the cargo handling business continue to support it um, through investing in our equipment, making sure that we deliver as per the SLAs required by the airlines as well. So, but then somebody ultimately still has to make a decision, right? Because sometimes you can't always agree by consensus. Uh, absolutely, I totally mm. agree. And that's the reason why the management of the company still sits with SETS. So if you look at it, GTR, if you look at the logo itself, mm. it still says a SETS company. And I think part of the rationale of coming into Malaysia is not just to service Capital A or Air Asia, but also to grow into other airlines businesses as well, which we've been doing in the last couple of years. So which then begs the question, what does SETS bring to the table other than being, of course, one of the largest such players in the world? Well, I think it's, um, if you look at it, 
um, you mentioned 80% market share in Singapore. Yeah. And they handle Singapore Airlines, one of the best airlines in the world, which requires a certain standard, uh, certain quality that they bring to the table. So that's what sets bring processes, uh, innovative solutions, uh, top of the class equipment, and definitely the brain knowledge on how to be a world-class ground handler in the world. Okay, so you, you offer a comprehensive range of such services, right? Gas handling, baggage services, aircraft handling, security services, cargo handling, I could just go on. But the competition here is tough in Malaysia. We have 13 MAFCOM licensed players and another three under provision. So I, I gather from your website, your current customers, of course, obviously Air Asia, Air Asia X, Air New Zealand, Emirates, Etihad, Himalaya Airlines, Indigo, Royal Brunei, but all these other than Air Asia and Air Asia X, they have rather limited frequencies into KLIA. So really, what is, what is your market share? Well, if you look at the market share itself, because of the sheer size of Air Asia, uh, we probably hold about 40% mm. of the market. Well, Aerodarat Services, which handles Malaysian uh, Airlines, probably another 50% or probably 60% of the market share. But I think what is what sets us different from the other ground handlers here, we are present across all 16 airports of Malaysia. Uh, and, and if you look at it, the international carriers are now not just flying into Kuala Lumpur, Mm. They, they're, they're flying into Penang, they're flying into East Malaysia, Sabah, Sarawak. Even Scoot is flying into Miri now. Uh, and and, and it, 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 it sets us apart in the sense that we have presence there. So if you want to fly in, in any of the 16 airports in Malaysia, we are there to support you. But you don't handle SIA at this juncture, even yeah. though SETS does for them in Changi? Not at this point of time, but I'm looking forward to it. Okay, and how do you then compete? Is it based on price? Is it based on service? Uh, what differentiates you when you go and meet your, you know, meet these new airlines and say, hey, we can do the same thing that your current service provider does? Well, price is always important. Uh, and I think uh, it needs to be competitive because ultimately we have to pay our staff. We have to invest in our equipment. Mm. We want to invest in our training and, and skills development. But at the same time, I think the airlines also look for service quality because ultimately, like you said, the airlines fly the aircraft but all the other services are provided by us. Okay. So if it's bad service, no one's going to say it's GTR, they will say the airlines. So it's important for the airlines to have a real, reliable partner to deliver that service that they promise to their customers. But you, uh, would you say then, are you still cheaper or are you on par? Well, I, I mean, I would say we are probably on par. Okay. Um, um, but we're working towards our productivity and automation to make ourselves more competitive and probably cheaper than the rest of the crown handlers. Because when I look at the business model, right, uh, or at least what's happening in Malaysia on the ground is that, yes, tourism, there's some revival, you know, and of course you also do cargo. But the, the issue is that so much of it is not within your control when it comes to growth. So trade, you know, that's a world phenomenon. If, if airlines don't want to fire to Malaysia because it's not lucrative, there isn't much you can do. So it's a question for me, is your business then about stealing market share rather than growing, you know, because the pie isn't getting any larger. Now, how do you achieve that though? I, I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. One is definitely about sharing the market share, right? Mm. I wouldn't call it stealing, but I think the best player probably get the customer, right? But also at the same time, I think it needs to. we need to create an ecosystem together with um, the Civil Aviation Authority of Malaysia, the Ministry of Transport, to see how we can actually grow the market share. 
uh, and also to grow grow the market, not just the market share, but just grow the market, in tra- attracting more new airlines coming into Malaysia, attracting tourism, attract making Malaysia a hub for okay. cargo in Southeast Asia. Yeah. But I, have you been successful in this? Because one of the newer local airlines is, of course, my airlines. Now, from what I read in the press, they've switched to Menzies Aviation, which is a relative new player. So are you, are you losing market share instead then? Well, interestingly, uh, while it has been in the press, but we're still handling my airlines at this point of time. Uh, and, and again, Menzies probably will have presence in KL, but not in the other airports where my airlines fly to as well. Mm. Um, yes, there is um, a risk of more players coming into the market. But at the same time, I think we have our edge as well if we continue with delivering the service that's required by our customers. And I'm wondering whether going forward, is bundling going to be a thing that uh, you all are considering? And bundling by this, I mean, because the Civil Aviation Authority of Malaysia says that like, you know, 12 categories, ground handling, in-flight catering, service uh, transport, these are all the categories for ground handling, but you don't do all of them, but your sister's company do. Uh, especially catering, let's say Santan, right? Um, is this something you're considering, like offering uh, you know, one complete holistic service to gain market share? Well, if you look at SATs in Singapore, that's exactly what they are good at. They bundle everything into one package and mm. it's a one-stop shop for the airlines. And that's exactly what I'm going to do as well. So the conversations have already started with my counterparts uh, in Asia Digital Engineering, in Santan, um, and the airlines itself, uh, where we will actually sit together. And of course, we need to be careful of not breaching any anti-competition laws. So whatever agreement that we come to needs to be above board and make to make sure that we comply with the regulations as well. Okay, so does this then eventually mean that if you look at GTR, it's run separately from the rest, would there be a merger within AirAsia Group to bundle you all together under one entity? Or is this currently the way uh, it is incorporated within Air Asia remain the same because you've got Santan running separately, you've got GTR running separately, you've got MNRO services running separately. Wouldn't it be better to be put under one single company? Well, if you ask me for my opinion, I think it makes sense to keep it separate because mm-hmm. I think while Air Asia is our main customers, we also want to grow on the other airlines as well. And I think it, it makes sense to have separate entities and, and, and to continue with this collaboration Um, through probably a separate agreement rather than having all into one entity. Okay, on the breakfast grill this morning is Musalifa Abdullah, CEO of Ground Team Red, a ground handling joint venture between Set Singapore and Capital A. After the break, when will this company start making a profit? BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to The Breakfast Grill, where in the hot seat this morning is Mustaliva Abdullah, CEO of Ground Team Red. Before the break, how intense is the competition and really what is their differentiator? Now, let's talk about financials, my favourite bit, because I'm going to use the SATS and latest annual report, which is until March 2023. And for that financial year, GTR registered a loss, and these are Sing dollars, of course, Singapore dollars, 12.28 million Singapore dollars. This is on the back of a revenue of 66.3 million Singapore dollars. So, okay, better than the previous year, where there was a loss of 13 million Sing dollars on revenue of 23 million dollars. But I had assumed that with a revenue growth of almost three times, profit would be in sight. But that's not the case. So, at what point will GTR turn profitable? 
Well, if you look at it, um, uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that we've turned profitable since June. Congratulations. Uh, coincides with the time that I came in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I think more importantly is um, driving on the figures that you mentioned. Well, mm. revenue has gone up, but our cost has gone up by 30% as well. We are a very manpower intensive business and now attracting and retaining people or skills in the business is a challenge, right? Mm. So you have to pay more to attract people to join the aviation sector. At the same time, we've got our fuel costs going up as well and our lease costs and everything else. And we have contractual terms with the airlines, so we can't just raise rates like how the airlines do. And you can't, trans- you can't transfer the higher costs? Well, it's, it's... You're trapped into a contract in a way? Absolutely. It's, it's a negotiation that, that, that needs to happen. And the airlines need to play their part as well. While they're making bumper profits, they need to make sure that the ecosystem benefits mm. from it as well. So how long are these contracts with these airlines typically? Well, typically, it goes between three to five years. Okay, so yeah. when were all your major contracts, like with AirAsia, AirAsiax? Because I'm sure you still have to be transparent and arm's length, right, when you negotiate these contracts, even though they're sister companies? Absolutely. I think we need to comply with the rules mm. and regulations of the land mm. uh, and anti-competition laws as well. So, yes, there is a negotiation that's taking place with all our customers, not just AirAsia, but all our customers as well. So do you expect to be able to be successful in actually increasing your prices so that cost doesn't become an issue? Well, I'm very convinced mm. uh, that by the end of this year, we will be turning black for sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the, which begs the question, related somewhat to manpower, you're doing 37,000 flights and 17 tons of cargo. That's just for the second quarter of this year. This is Asian numbers. I think there's a significant increase. But what kind of capacity utilization are you running at at these levels? I mean, how much more can GTR do? Let's say there's a big client, SIA knocks on your door. Mustafa, we want your business. Can you actually cope? Well, if you look at um, our ground handling side of the business, we are probably at 73% of pre-COVID levels. Mm. So we have close to about 25 to 30% more capacity that we can bring in. Similarly, in our cargo warehouse, we have actually expanded. So we've taken additional space to cater for new wins, which we have put in our budgeted pipeline. Okay, and of course, a lot of your success rides on AirAsia and AirAsia X, right? Uh, frequencies not yet back to pre-pandemic levels. So your success tied in tandem to theirs. Now, full fleet reactivation is only happening in December. Yeah. And I think, bear in mind, this was delayed from August uh, 2023. So if they go back to full uh, flight capacity, what does this then mean for your numbers? Is that why you're expecting profit in December? Um, not just that. I mean, of course, we're expecting profit because of the growth of Air Asia or the recovery of Air Asia. But at the same time, we want to grow our other airlines as well. And that's the reason why we've not stopped recruitment. Okay. Uh, and we are trying to our best to attract new talents into our workforce and make sure that we're ready when the pent-up demand comes up. Because Air Asia and the group of companies must be, what, 90% of your, of your total customers? 80%. 80%. Okay. Now, talking about human resource which is, I think, the biggest headache. Because a survey conducted by IETA found that 37% of ground handling professionals anticipated staffing shortages until the end of 2023 and beyond. 60% felt that they didn't have enough qualified staff to ensure smooth operations. Is that your dilemma too? Uh, absolutely. And, and when one of the solutions to that is to attract more people into the industry. Mm. The challenge that I have now is there's no specific qualification to say you are a certified ground handler, you can handle an aircraft, which is recognised by um, 
the uh, the Malaysian government or by the institution. So what we've done, we've approached the Ministry of Skills of Development. So we've tell them, look, we've got these modules, we've got this training, which is very structured, which we've gathered from SETS. Mm. It's certified by IATA. So we train them, you give the certification. And, and what have they said so far? And they said by the end of this year, this could be a reality. Okay, so we won't have all incidences of uh, people throwing bags here and there, which happened in 2018 where your that time CEO, Tony Fernandez had to apologise for, right? I mean, those days are gone. Well, well, I think there's a lot of frustrations behind that, but definitely those days are gone. You've got lesser number of mishandled baggage. It still does happen, mm. but not on purpose. Uh, <laughs> and it's because of... Um, uh, the number of passengers, if you look at the number of flights, we are at 73%. But passenger-wise, we are 120% pre-COVID levels. Okay. So that's the disconnect. While you have lesser aircraft uh, on the ground, but at the same time, you have it always on full capacity. So it's no longer operating at 80 or 90% capacity. Okay, but how do you respond to missing bags? Because you do see on people, you know, websites, people complaining, social media, you know. Uh, is that, I mean, you have to work with the airlines to deal with all this, right? The responses. So is there a KPI set for you in terms of your, like, how soon these bags need to be, like, delivered? There's no issue in terms of mishandling? Yeah. Well, w- we do. And in fact, we have a system that we trace the bags wherever it is, okay. especially in the domestic market. And our target is within 24 hours, we have to deliver the bags back to the customers. All right. Which then begs the question about AETA, because they have said that, you know, in the future, there's going to be real-time tracking. There's going to be electronic bag tags. There's going to be use of Bluetooth technology. Is GTR ready to invest in all this new technology, which I think it's going to be used increasingly in some of the bigger airports in the world to avoid all these you know, lost bags or mishandled bags? Uh, the short answer is yes. Uh, and that's the only solution to reduce the reliance of manpower. I mean, in Singapore, we're already looking at automated guided vehicles. So vehicles that can tow baggage tractors without any drivers. Mm. So imagine if we can do that in Malaysia as well, we can cut down a significant number of our workforce as well. And and by that, I'm also talking about upskilling these workers to do something else instead of just driving or loading bags. Okay, so we're going to see increasing digitalization and automation, right? I presume. Because IETA said there are three priority areas, all involving GTR. Ramp, digitalization, load control, and of course, GSC automation. But the point about all this is that it costs money and a lot of money. Are shareholders committed to the CAPEX for this upgrade? Because SETS is still, I mean, of course, SETS has money, but recently the gearing has also gone up because of their recent acquisitions. Capital A is a PN17 company. So what's the commitment from shareholders that, okay, I'm prepared to spend the, the real hard cash well, I think it goes back to the return of investment. If we can show that there is productivity, uh, mm. there are there are savings in terms of reducing or relying on the manpower and introducing these technologies, the shareholders have committed that they are willing to invest in this. So have you given them a number? What's the magic number that you hope to spend for 2023 and 20, 2024, I presume? Um, what have you gone back to ask for them? So we are looking at probably about 5% of our revenue in terms of investment into our capex revenue last year was 222 million right that was based on uh, one q sets numbers That's so correct. is that is that enough doesn't seem like a lot of money in terms of ringgit terms it's in sing, sing dollars if yeah. you look at it Okay, no, yeah. 66 million is the same dollar. Yeah. So 222 is roughly, uh, well, at least 180 or 200 million sing, uh, right. ringgit. So is that 
Is that enough then? If well, it's just five percent of that? Well, if you look at it, we are, we need to prioritize which are the things that we want to do first. Okay. And, and well, I think Ayata is saying that we need to do everything in one shot, but I think no airport will be ready to do that as well because there are a lot of other factors that you need to consider as well. For example, the infrastructure of the airports. Mm. Yeah. Well, we can bring in automated guided vehicles, electric vehicles, but if the infrastructure of the airport is not ready there's no point investing in those uh, equipment as well. Okay, so how hard have you been fighting for that 5%? Because um, SETS has, unfortunately, a bit of a checkered history when it comes to Malaysia. They did sell out of uh, Brimes in uh, 2022. It right. hasn't been, it wasn't a great venture. And like I say, Capital A is still PN17. Regularization plans are probably a priority for them at this moment. Yeah, I think SETS is committed for sure uh, in this uh, joint venture uh, and Air Asia is a credible partner mm. um, and they will get out of this PN17 soon uh, and I believe with the presence of 16 airports, uh, we will be able to um, turn black by probably end of this year. Okay, and I, w- I mean, I'm surprised that for a company that has shareholders that are committed to be inclusive, uh, why is GTR an almost, I mean, all-men team? And I'm just basing this on the website. So I'm talking about the directors yes. to even the senior management team. I don't see a single female in there. Is, is there some reason? Is it aviation is a men's industry? Or, uh, I, shouldn't we be breaking away from these gender norms? <laughs> well, we should. And if you look at it, um, in GTR management itself, we have done that. So mm. our head of finance is a lady. Uh, well, you can say that, okay, it's finance, it has to be a lady. Sometimes head of, it's HR, <laughs> you know, you have these token no, ladies. No, no, that, that's, that's not true. If you look at on the ground itself, mm. I've got ladies who are running my operations, ladies who are running my cargo handling business, ladies who are running my security business. Okay. So I don't think it's a gender, I think it's the opportunity that needs to be given to, to all these ladies. And directors then? Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that will come up as well. And one final question about, Growth. Okay, so we see that you're going to try and get new customers. Great. What about inorganic growth? Have you thought about buying market share or buying one of the competitors? Um, I I, I would say collaboration rather than buying, but I think uh, we do need to be careful of not breaching any competition law or antitrust. But the collaboration is the key in terms of growing the market. And eventually, is GTR heading for a listing just like, you know, Teleport, for example? Uh, well, that yet, that's yet to be seen. Uh, we have not discussed about that, but yeah, maybe there's always an opportunity. On that note, thank you for your time. Today on The Breakfast Grill was Mustafa Abdullah, CEO of Ground Team Red. I'm Wong Shaoning, BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.